Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports. This is the Women in League show, episode 13. Uh, And look, we're excited to be here. I've got Tasha here. On my panel, as always, Tash, and uh, look, very excited about uh, tonight's show. And uh, look, before we get into that, though, let's talk all things expansion because it's definitely, well, there's been a lot of media in and around expansion in, in the game at the moment. So my question off the top to you is, you know, if you if we're looking at the NRLW, who do you think is the next potential uh, franchise there in that competition? Yeah, Dan, look, when it started in 2018, I know that the Sharkies were un, unlucky not to be included in that first four. Um, there's expansion with um, North Sydney Bears and the Bunnies putting in a Tajagal Cup team. So this is what we want. We want it to grow from grassroots up. But look, you know, exciting news just came out this week with the signing of uh, Kezi Apps and Jess Sergis over to the West Tigers for the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. That just speaks volumes about their intention to get into the NRLW. Yeah, definitely. It's um, you know, it's it, it's great, and and like you said, it's all about um, it's all about the message that that sends. You know, in in terms of you know attracting players to that club into the future as they sort of put together their bid and, and try and demonstrate that they've got a club there uh, for that competition. Look, for myself, I'm going up north uh, to Queensland. I really feel like a North Queensland Cowboys franchise is not too far away. Um, similar to, to your comment, Tasha, about West Tigers, the, the pathway system up there in North Queensland is slowly being built. Um, and, you know, I'm sort of looking at the talent already in 2021 and there's enough talent up there for three or four teams at the moment so you know where that where that pathway system is going to be over the next few season I mean yeah that that team not, not only do I think they're going to hit the competition but you know I, I think they can give it a good shake once they um, once they get there once they get their franchise in but again this is exciting stuff you know with, uh, I guess the competition it's all about sort of building slowly but yeah very much looking forward to the future there uh, for that competition. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment tonight, uh, the huddle. And before we do, Tasha, well, you know, we, we've definitely got to introduce our special guest for tonight. Uh, without further ado, we welcome back uh, Alicia Newton. Alicia, thanks for joining Mojo Sports. Be back, guys. Had a bit of a break and uh, a lot sort of happened at NRL.com and I've uh, got a bit of spare time now. It's the off season. How good? Good yeah. to be back. No, it's uh, it's absolutely great to have you, and uh, yeah, look, very very soon we'll be uh, introducing our second guest as we uh, talk through our feature team tonight. Uh, but let's get into the huddle, guys. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won Women's State of Origin on a great performance by the Australian Killaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space. They find time. Loved watching her play, and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, so here on Mojo Sports, we don't uh, we don't play favourites, but this is a team that we've been looking forward to, uh, well, to featuring for quite some time. Another team in the New South Wales, Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership, and that is the Cronulla Sharks. And tonight, well, we welcome a very special guest, uh, Kennedy Cherrington. Welcome to the show, and uh, very much looking forward to talking all things Sharks. 
<laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to have a quick chat about footy. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. So Tasha and Alicia is with me tonight as well as we go through, well, what was a – you know, it, again, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, it was fact it was an interesting season. You know, that, that's always a, a word that's used to describe 2021. But, you know, you guys were still able to come through with a very strong record, ending with a record of 9-2. and two. You know, Tasha, we were talking about this off-air. You know, one, one of the challenges with the, the competition in 2021 was the, the stop-start nature of it. You know, the Sharks had quite a few buys there, which I guess sort of impacted their momentum and a little bit of rhythm. But... Kennedy, let, let's throw it, throw it straight to you because what what, yeah. what what we'd like to know is, I guess, take us back to the preseason because, you know, there are often, you know, you, you, you sort of worked your, worked your way through and was able to establish quite a, quite a well, an unbelievable record at nine and two. But, yeah, talk us through yeah. the start of the season in preseason and, and how the, what, what the feeling was like around the club. Yeah, so, um, you know, with the season before, we didn't really have a pre-season, so we're really actually excited for the season to kick off and actually build a base before we go into the comp. And with how our recruitment went, wasn't probably the best like it has in the past years. Um, we were still searching for um, mainly forwards in um, the early stages of the first part of the season, which, um, you know, had a result in the experience and lack of experience in our um a few of our games, but the team culture, um, one of the best I've been a part of, um, hands down, Sharkies is my favourite team um, to be a part of. Um, it was quite interesting. We had a new coach as well, um, Tony Herman, um, replacing uh, Glenn Braley or Brails. Um, so it was a lot of uh, like a first day of school type of feel, um, a lot of newbies, a lot of young ones coming up and a really exciting spine to be a part of. So, um, for an example, Quincy Dodd came over from the Bulldogs back to the Sharkies, her original club, and having her there, um, I think, sparked a lot of excitement as well. So it was a fresh feel, but it was quite exciting. Well, let's pick out a couple of games here to feature for yep. the Sharks, you know, reflecting on the season that's just that's just occurred. And I guess one of the questions that I've got from you is, you know, if, if we sort of focus in on about round six when you guys sort of took on the Helensburg Tigers because yeah. I guess one of the things that I sort of look at with the Cronulla team is trying to get that indication as a team, you know, trying to understand where you are as a football team, I guess. Are we a good team? Are we a bad team? Are we an elite mm-hmm. team? Can we win this competition? It's so hard to get a read as a playing go- as a playing group as to where we're at. And, yeah. You know, obviously with the start of the season, you had a couple of big blowout wins, you had a couple of buys. Had a, had a had a tough you know sort of ten point victory over North Sydney, but yeah, talk to us a little bit about that round six game because I guess you're sort of heading into that game not really knowing where the squad is, but yeah, very very important performance and an important clash there. Yeah, consistency was probably the hardest with our team. Um, we had girls not showing up to training only because of distance wise. We have a few Canberra girls that were traveling uh, two three times a week, so uh, that kind of affected our performance. And yeah, it was really hard to build. Um, uh, like our team culture was definitely there. It was just the togetherness constantly and then going into the games um, and everyone being on the same page with uh, each other's roles. So, you know, with the buys and the blowout wins, it wasn't a true reflection of how elite um, the Cronulla Sharks were this season. And I think that Helensburg game was um, a flick of the switch. We went to a different level as a team and I think it was a really good point where we went to that next level and it... Um, yeah, it was just a game. Like, if you watch the game, it's such an awesome game. Um, it could have gone either way. Uh, Helensburg Tigers uh, gave it to us and, you know, um, halftime we were down, I'm pretty sure. So 
they didn't come to muck around. And I think we got a bit complacent in that la- uh, first 10 minutes, but um, I think we wanted it more in it. It was a, it was a great game. Uh, it was one of my favourites from the season. Yeah, and, and Tash, you know, one of the things that we've sort of spoken about with, with Cronulla is, you know, there was a few danger games on their schedule, you know, and, and, and again, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, there was, there was quite a lot of disruption, you know, throughout the season. But one of the things we come back to is that stable spine and you're one, you're six, you're seven and you're nine, sort of trying to keep that group together for the season so important for Cronulla. And, you know, obviously, despite it, you know, that, that, that round six not being the absolute perfect performance, at the end of the day, you can rely back on that structure. And ultimately, that's what... That, that's what was probably the difference on the day in terms of, um, you know, the, the Sharks getting that victory, 38 point, points to 12. Yeah, look, Dan, absolutely. I think when you look at the Sharky season uh, with all the disruptions that everybody sort of went through, um, you know, they finished third in the t- on the table. But if you look back and when I think about it, it is they had a lot of injuries, but really they kept their spine. And I think in that game that we're talking about in particular, the spine is what they, they lean on and what carries them through. And if you if you get a team that can maintain your spine throughout the season, then you're always going to have a good season. Yeah, and, and Kennedy, let, let's talk about, let's skip ahead now to uh, round 12 where you came up against a little football team uh, by the name of the Central Coast Roosters, otherwise <laughs> known as the, the juggernaut of the competition. Are they invincible? Will they ever lose a game? Talk to us about your you, the squad's mentality going into that because, you know, from the outside looking in, it's just like, you know, th- this team just has no weaknesses. You know, h- how, how can we possibly beat them? But, you know, you guys showed there is a little bit of vulnerability there and, and again, showed some of the talent in your team. Probably, you know, didn't quite get the result on the day, but, again, that was, that was a pretty good test, um, you know, heading into that game. Yeah, that game, uh, there was a lot of ner- nervous energy, uh, especially from our young ones. Um, we were constantly checking in with each other that week. Like we had a really good preparation for that game. Um, I'm pretty sure we were quite beat up from the week before, um, but uh, no, no major injuries at that time. But yeah, looking back at that game, we we're probably the better team first half and probably 10, 15 minutes into the second half. But Central Coast Roosters, yes, uh, a team who we think are quite similar to the Cronulla Sharks. You know, you have your fast forwards, you have a fit, fit team, you have great outside backs, um, a strong back three, like a great spine. So we, it was the perfect challenge and they just got us at the end there and then put a few tries on us um they caught us lacking for a bit but um uh that game another big um flick of the switch we went to a different level that um we didn't think we would go to early on and oh, like let not till finals you know what i mean like yeah, um yeah. but no i think it was good preparation and i reckon if we were to verse them again yeah, it would be a different story. And, Kennedy, you know, that, that's been a similar theme as we have sort of spoken to quite a few teams that come up against Central Coast is that they're relentless, you know, they're absolutely mm. relentless and that if you, you lose your concentration or you're not quite there for five yep. minutes, for ten minutes, that's where the yeah. roosters strike. Like, that's where they take definitely. the game away from you. And, and, you know, you talk about some of the youth and I, I guess, you know, that that's a pretty important lesson for some of the younger players in the in the team. Yep. Now, that, that team's a... 70-minute team, they they grind the whole weight through. And I noticed just from the Mounties game too, they caught them there at the end too. So they're a team that doesn't give up and credits them because they had an awesome season again. 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let, let's let's skip through now to you know what was uh, you know almost the end of the season where you came up against the St Mary's Saints team, and you know what what yep. are the things that sort of stands out about St Mary's is their physicality and. You know, something we will, we will talk more about as we work through your squad uh, in a second, but just the physicality uh, of that contest and, you know, something I guess you'd be pretty proud of, you know, being a player that plays in the middle, you know, being able to stand up to, to such a big challenge against St Mary's. Yeah. Um, I think that game we rested Maddie Studs. Um, so we brought in one of our young ones, oh, one of the girls who just came back from um, ACL, who uh, Taylor Preston, who's played... Um, quite some footy in the past and she was very nervous going into that game. Um, we had nothing to lose. I think it was more a game where we had to show up and it was good preparation, a good contact game to get us ready for the next week. So uh, hands down that game was probably the most physical game I've played um, in the season, that game and the North Sydney game. So it was a good contest in the middle. Um, you know, you've got girls like Christian Pio, um, uh, Sarah Togatuki, who are some hard hitters, and we knew we had to shut them down before they could get the leg speed. So I think uh, they were probably the better team in the first half. Um, given the score, that doesn't mean anything, but um, they we, we got them there. You know, Sharkies are known for being a fit team, and our fitness won us that game. Yeah, and, and I guess, you know, this is where it gets a little bit frustrating, Kennedy, because mm. as a playing group, you really weren't able to finish the season on your terms. To Tasha's point <laughs> earlier, you guys finished in third place, but, you know, it, I guess, yeah, is that is that what the feeling is, a little bit of unfinished business there as the, the season came to a premature end, despite the fact that you guys obviously qualified for the final series with, with what happened in the COVID-interrupted season, you know, it just must be, must be quite frustrating. Yeah, it, it does it does feel like um, you know, we have some unfinished business given we didn't even get to first number two, Mounties, and we only finished third with four and against. So it's not a true reflection of our team. Um final series you see a whole different team go to a different level and that's where I think we were building really well uh in that back half of the season and um especially after Origin, you know, Experience City, like we had um yeah, such a great spine and it's such a great culture that Sharkies were gonna. I'm gonna say we we wanted to win that premiership. We we learned what we um, learned from Central Coast game and we were gonna take it to the next level in the final series. So it's frustrating, but only builds better preparation for next year. Yeah, that's right. It just burns that sort of fire. All right, yeah. And, and for those that uh, you know, you, you know, you obviously you threw out the statement. You now you wanted to win, and there's a good reason for that, Kennedy. As we start to go through this roster, because Wow, there there is some talent in this football team. Talk us through, um, I guess, some of the outside backs. Let, let's start there. That's always a good place to start. Uh, to start, obviously, speed. You guys were able to score quite a few points throughout the season, which um, you know the outside backs obviously contributed to. But yeah, talk to us through your outside backs there at at Cronulla and and the season that those that that group had. Yeah, um, I think Cronulla has some underrated outside backs. Um, we have some girls who aren't quite, um, you know, um, I think acknowledged for their, their, you know, their tries and their hard work on the field um, like others in other teams. But we've got new faces like Leanne um, Tufuga, who's um, hoping to come on the NRL season next year. Fingers crossed for her. Um, she's a great talent. She came over from New Zealand. Um, oh, she only came here because she um, couldn't get to Japan for sevens um, with COVID outbreaks. So we got her down involved and she, I think she scored 16 tries in our season. Uh, team of the week, 
few times here and there, and she was an awesome addition to our team. We've got some Tasha Gale girls coming through. Um, Andy Robinson, who played State of Origin under 19. She's um, so awesome, so reliable. Her hands are so safe. Um, and we've got likes of Tiana Penatani as well, um, just the experience at the back, um, playing fullback. Who else we've got? Um, there's just so much depth um, with our program. Um, it's not just, you know, if we lose a few people, then, you know, our whole team falls apart. We've got great depth and great understanding, especially in our outside backs. I think this year it's um, been our, our middles that have quite uh, lacking re- reinforcements uh, due to injury and other stuff. But, no, nah, I, yeah, I love our outside backs. I love it when they score tries. <laughs> Yeah, Kennedy, like they were on fire, your outside backs, and I think you're quite correct. There are a few um, what people might refer to as smokies, like they went under the radar, but they're yeah. really, really shiny out there. Um, and Tiana Penatani, who's just, you know, a steadfast, a solid, we all know how well she plays. Um, she came down with a knee injury. Is is Has she bounced fully back from there? Or what's the story there? Yeah, so... Oh, she has a history with, uh, I think it's a left knee, just not being, you know, just cops knock and then out for a few weeks. Just needs rest. It's one of those those niggly ones um, for her personally. Um, so I think she sat, uh, I think, one game out. It was some, early on in the season when, um, you know, we were getting youth into our um, young ones uh, playing fullback and that. But, yep, she's fully recovered. Um, I think she heard it at Origin um, and she looked in doubt for our final series for Cronulla. But I think the game's worked in her favour and she's been able to uh, recover 100% and is ready for the NRLW season. So, nah, she's all good. She's a trooper. (laughs) And, Kennedy, talk to us a little bit about your halves and talk us through these two. So, Corbin McGregor, Maddie Studden, we all all know about them. Obviously, they've sort of achieved you know, quite a lot in the game already. But, you know, break down their game a little bit individually and tell us, you know, a little bit of their strengths. Um, those two are so great together. The connection they have is almost like a um, a Panthers duo. Um, one's a, you know, you've got Studs, who's a, the director um, and the kicking half, and then you've got um, Corbs, who's a, a big talker, plans everything, like Studs too, but in her own way. Um, she... Not so much the kicker, but she does have a different kicking ability. She kicks along the ground. She does those little, you know. Yeah. Wow factor kicks. And she girls confidence, you know, being our captain as well. And she is a running half too, so her footwork and speed is unreal. Um, Really exciting and unpredictable as well. So both of them work so well together, but are so different. Yeah, Kennedy, you just you just brought up something I was going to bring up in in regards to Corbs. Um, a few years ago, fullback, she moved a lovely transition. Um, we often talk about the best fullbacks can actually play the number six game, and um, I've noticed more like more so this year. She's actually running the ball and showing some great footwork. So was that the, the coach that brought that out, or? Was it her own confidence growing or how, how do you think that evolved for Corbs? I think it's a bit of both, um, the coach and herself with confidence. Um, I think she wanted to prove to everyone that she wasn't just a fullback or wasn't just a centre. She was playing out of position just because we, our team needed her. I think that's what sparked the bit of like, no, actually, I'm I'm a half. Don't, don't you know, you know think I'm otherwise. Um and, she, yeah, she, her footwork and speed is next to nothing. She can break someone's ankles like that one-on-one um, or off a scrum is probably the best um, off a set piece. Um, 
she's yeah so versatile and just so like you know she's going to break the line or at least punch through the, the line and yeah I think Tony Herman um uh really capitalized on us this season is just to look up and play what's in front of you don't be so textbook and oh, just pass it just because like actually have a look up and he's been great for our team this year brought, brought a lot out of players that we didn't think um you know personally I don't think I had certain qualities in me and he really brought it out of me for my game this year and let's let's take it now to well let's have a look at your dummy half there in Quincy Dodd and and, I, and again I spoke yeah. earlier in the episode about not having favourites but you know I've been quite a quite a big advocate of Quincy because you know you just watch her play and and one of the things with the dummy half position is it's just become so complex over time. In fact, it is the most difficult position on the field that that and fullback and. You know, when I watch Quincy play, she just has the ability to kind of really work with tempo. So she's able to, you know, play fast if that's what we need, but also slow things down and, and plays with a lot of time um, on, on her hands. And, yeah, I, I just think the skill set there as well as the intangibles, there, there's something quite special about Quincy in the way in which she plays. But, yeah, tell us a little bit about, about Quincy. And, and, again, very, very difficult position there at Dummy Half. Yeah, Quincy Dodd is one of my favourite um, players, uh, yeah, players full stop um she's my nine to my ten that's our little saying our our connection on the field you know when she jumps I'm always there or when I go she's always there so this connection we have is is ah it's just so cool and I really like to build on that and it, it was um you know quite sad when we both um you know left the roosters after building such a good connection in our first NRW season and then our second uh, first shark season origin and then we're hoping to back it up like yeah let's go and ah, it just sucks but I have her at sharks um just the way she plays is so different to Keely Davis or Nita Maynard um she is one of the best tacklers um as a nine um she so quick deceivingly quick too you know some people underestimate her speed but you you show your inside one second she's gone on the outside um and yeah her her ball is so clean um one of the best ball and her and studs our spine actually the communication between them there's no like you know no one's stepping on each other's toes everyone knows each other's roles and she compliments our halves really well and gets our forward pack on the go go forward. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and together, once that spine, you know, on, on the days where that particular uh, spine uh, connects and flows and everything's in rhythm, it's beautiful to watch it. You know, it's some of the yeah. best, best rugby league uh, you will see. But to make that happen, to make that successful, you need the engine room. You need the forwards. Uh, <laughs> Kennedy, you're in, you're in that area. But, but let's take a sideward step because, you know, one of the things we spoke about off air was it was such a tough season for this particular group just with injuries. And, you know, you talk about bad luck and, um, yeah, it, it was just a very, very difficult season for that particular group just with injuries throughout the year. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, we had – um, reinforcements come in from Tasha Gale. Um, we had new girls join our um, team halfway through. It was frustrating for our middle because, you know, me being a leader myself, I was like, we need reinforcements. Like if I get injured or, you know, touch wood, nothing, like something happens to me, I was like, there's a breakdown between backs and forwards. I was like, we need um, other girls to step up. And they did um, at the end of the season. Um, the girls who were still learning, you know, we've got girls like Rosalind and Crystal Papali'i, and Big Z, Big Zali, who were our, our three Canberra girls. And they were so awesome for our team. And they're so excited for next year's season. Their um, willingness to learn, they picked up everything so quick. And, yeah, I wouldn't want to run at them. I'm glad they're on my team because they'll send you 
bowling down the other end of the field, running straight at them. Um, you you know how you have to understand properly how to tackle those girls. And um, like I said, we were building, and just the inconsistency with injuries and the season got the better of us. But like I said, um, no one's seen the true potential of my team um, this year, this season. Yeah, with that, Kennedy, you talked about um, a couple of the younger players coming through. They learnt a lot. Um, so towards the end of the season, you're really getting a roll on it. Unfortunately, yeah. the finals um, didn't come around because of COVID. But um, we talked at the at the start of the show about the signings that are going on with the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership and just how what a competitive nature it is and the high quality. We talked about, you know, Jess Sergis and uh, Kezi Apps being signed by the Tigers. Um, just what can you tell us? Like, do you feel that the Sharkies are fairly settled and you've signed what... From what you know, your, your 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 core team is there for you to kick off next season. Yep, um, we've got a few signings that haven't been announced yet for Sharkies. A really big, exciting ones you'll see soon. Um, can't say anything, otherwise I'll get hammered. Um, no, but we've got. You know, I said earlier about our recruitment lack this season and. Uh, lacked the season before um you know I think it's I've heard a rumor that apparently sharks just run during preseason. I thought that's what preseason have like you do in preseason, and that's why people are scared to come to us um I've heard that chat from so many people they, they're scared of our preseason. I was like oh my gosh like it's you know we're a top three team for a reason um don't be scared of the fitness but um now 2022 yeah I wish I could say it but oh, there's yeah Lots of signings, lots of excitement, lots of talent, lots of experience coming to the Sharkies next year. And, yep, the spine's still the same. Um, that's not an issue. Um, you know, you got your core girls are still there. So um, the competitiveness within the squad and for position is going to be up for grabs. So the Sharkies coming, coming on hot for 2022. Hey, Kennedy, I've got to give you full credit there. You talked a really good conversation then without letting anything out like I'm, I'm <laughs> every word. But no slip up for you, girlfriend. Well done. Beat around the bush that one. Oh, that, was, that was a close one. Uh, Don't yeah. ask me again. <laughs> and and Kennedy, just going the other way and talking about some of the younger players coming through. I mean, you know, one of the things that stands out to us is obviously we have a very special uh, affiliation with the Tasha Gale competition and it's one that we keep a very, very close eye on. But Talk to us a little bit about that from your perspective because I guess what we're seeing in terms of some of the younger players coming through is they've just had a stronger pathway system for them. They've played more football at a higher level and we're just seeing the quality improve year on year year out. Is that something that you're seeing as some of the younger players come through and, and hit some of these squads? Yeah, definitely. There's um With the Tasha Gale girls coming in, I felt like there were some girls who were in their environment when they came to our Harvey Norman team, but there were some girls who lacked that um, depth of experience coming in. So it took them a while to, um, you know, learn our plays, keep up with our um, tempo and stuff like that. And especially the contact, you know, they're tackling bigger girls when, you know, the props are smaller than me or the same size as me. And then you come up with girls who are 10 times bigger. So, I feel like the Tasha Gale comp um, prepares them well um, coming into Harvey Norman. I think they're coming like round five if you go all the way um, through. Um, but now the quality in Tasha Gale, like my sister played for the Dragons. Sorry, Cronulla. Um, <laughs> they took the comp out. They ended up taking it out. And um, just her, she only played half the season because she was flying in out from Perth. And she, I've seen a different player within her. And just, I was like, imagine if you played the whole season. 
And then she still made the under-19s origin, had a great season, they ended up winning. And I was just like, see what I mean? Like this comp here in um, New South Wales, by far the strongest in the comp. And it's only going to get better and then prepare them well for Harvey Norman, Harvey Norman to origin, origin to NRLW. Yeah, just filters down. It's really important. Well, you mentioned size, Kennedy, and, and, you know, how tiny you are compared to some of the other bigger girls in the game. But what's your advice then to, you know, young forwards who are probably are, are lacking a little bit of size? Size doesn't mean anything. Um, size of the heart, so cliche. Um, but, no, it works in my corner. You know, when I play, I don't give a damn about anyone. I don't give a damn about size. It's kind of that Latrell Mitchell type of arrogance, but confidence at the same time. You know, I have to kind of work a bit harder because I am smaller, you know, to to get past these bigger gals. But um, no, it works in my, my corner and, um, you know, head down, bum up, got to work hard, work harder than the people on the field. Just want to quickly All share. My opposition. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's no secret that you're one of my favourite players covering, you know, across all levels, not, you know, across all levels. But that's one of the things that I think the women's game hasn't lacked, but just girls that really don't care, you know, they just want to win at all costs. I don't care how big or small they are or whatever. I think Kennedy is easily, you know, in that department. But that's what you need to, to be successful, you know. And it yeah. might rub a few people the wrong way, but that's, you know, that's what you want to do. So. No, she's a poster girl for that. It's awesome. Absolutely. No, we <laughs> Thank you, like, we, like, we like that. That's that, that's that mojo energy. Let's, uh, let's go. All right, guys. Well, speaking of that, let's let's fast forward now to 2022 and, and throw in our predictions. Tasha, I'm, I'm going to lead off first. You know, I, I guess one of the things that's very well uh, documented and very well spoken about is that the Central Coast Roosters and Mounties are heading towards a grand final next year. No one else is in contention. It's going to go those two heavyweights against each other. But there are teams such as the Sharks who... They're going to have something to say about that. And my only prediction that I'm going to throw out there is there is going to be an historic semi-final that's going to go down in season 2022 with uh, the Cronulla Sharks going to come up against one of those two. And I think it's going to be one of the games of the ages. I, You know, I, I don't know who's going to win that game yet. It's probably a bit too far out to tell. I think Kennedy's got an opinion on that one. But, um, <laughs> oh, man, it's exciting uh, as we head into 2022. But what about yourself, Tasha? What's your predictions for this squad? So much talent. Oh, come on, Dan, you didn't commit. Where, where have you got the Sharkies finishing? Oh, look, I, I, think, yeah. I, I think it's going to finish. I think that semifinal is going to finish uh, uh, 18 all, and then it's going to go into extra time. And then I think, no, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be difficult to say. I think they're on the verge of a grand final appearance. So, um, yeah, I, I think this, this team's headed in the right direction. Just want to just want to see some of those signings that Kennedy's holding out on us just to uh, before I commit them to a grand final Soon. appearance. Um, Tash, yeah, tell us. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think uh, the Sharkies are itching to do over the Mounties. They didn't get a chance to do that. So I think the first game they play against the Mounties will speak volumes about how hungry the Sharkies are. Um, now, they, they, they finished, you know, at third, and I think we had, was it Helensburg Tigers making up at fourth? Um, now, we've spoke about the two marquee players that the Helensburg Tigers have lost, but the West Tigers have picked up. They finished sixth. I still see Sharkies finishing third um, and West Tigers sneaking into the top four. But look out the semifinals. I mean, this year I was really hanging out to watch it because I think it was just going to be explosive. Next year, holy, hold on to your hat. Wait till we find out about those signings, Kennedy. <laughs> and, and, and Alicia, that, that's right. You know, you just 
It's very, very hard to predict those semifinals because, you know, the Cronulla Sharks clearly show that quality. They're going to get into some of these bigger games and anyone can win on the day. But, yeah, what, what, what's your sort of predictions looking ahead to next year? Well, I just think, you know, from what, what I understand, the structure of the competition's chain going to change as well. New teams coming in, possible going out. So that playing the NRLW season before that too, these girls are going to come into Harvey Norman already match fit. You know, it's going to, I reckon it's going to change the whole dynamic of, of the competition now it's run. I do think Cronulla are due for a grand final appearance. Um, I'm, I don't know too much detail around the last sort of five years with the Sharks, but, um, you know, I know Mounties have been up there a hell of a lot and obviously Central Coast last couple of years. So, yeah, those two teams are the team to beat, but Cronulla have got the team. They proved defensively that, you know, they had that in them. They've just got to, I guess, be able to play final. They weren't able to this year. That was the big thing, as Kennedy said. So if they can, uh, yeah, if we can get through the season next year, I expect them to be that top four spot easily. And Kennedy, obviously your prediction is going all the way and winning the premiership. But I guess one of the things that we didn't talk about and one of the things that's a little bit unique to this uh, competition is there's just so much urgency to the Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership. You, you just can't lose games in this competition. Like if you if you want to, uh, you know, be at the top of the table and if you want to be competitive in the finals, given how, you know, some of the limited games and things like that, um, you know, you've just got to go out there and win most of your games. And obviously that's something that, you know, your team will be aiming to do going into next year. Yeah, like Alicia said, um, there'll be a handful of us, actually more than a handful of us, that'll have that NRW experience, that elite um, competitiveness already in us, that match match fitness and just the urging uh, urge to win. <laughs> um, I think with female athletes, the urge to win is uh, doubled, you know, the, yeah. it's a frenzy when we, when we play footy, especially. Um, but no, yeah, Shark's going to come in hot. I'm going to take it away. I'm sorry. I'm biased. I know. But, yep, 2022 premieres. I'm calling now. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's jump team. into our, our final segment tonight, Rapid Fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Closing Time, we have an impossible question for the panel, and that is, who is the best centre in the game right now? And Tasha, I'm going to throw it straight at you, but good luck, my friend, because this is a position group that is absolutely stacked across the nation. But uh, yeah, there's the question for you. Who is the best centre in the competition, in the game right now? Dan, yeah, it could go one of a number of of, uh, female players, but I'm going to stick with Jess Sergis. I just think um, she's had a bit of a run with injury and even though she still played really, really well in the past couple of seasons, I don't think we've seen the best that she has to offer. And from what I'm hearing around the traps, she's finished the season, she's finding fit and if she can maintain that injury free, uh, look out, you know, when Jess Sergis is coming for you, at you or you're running at her. Yeah, absolutely. Look, for me, I'm going to go with uh, recent Newcastle Knights signing uh, Jamie Frezard. Uh, for those that haven't, bit of a plug, have, for those who haven't listened to our one-on-one series with Jamie, please go and have a listen to that because one of the reasons I'm throwing Jamie into the mix is because of some of the things that Kennedy spoke about earlier on, and that's some of the intangible mentality off the field uh, type stuff that, that Jamie certainly has in spades. Obviously, has gone through a lot of adversity in her career, but just has so much talent and I feel like she's only just scratching the surface when it comes to 
uh, her potential on the football field. I think she's only going to go forward. And, uh, yeah, what, a, what an absolute competitor. So, for me, it's Jamie up, uh, yeah, uh, and, yeah, very excited as a Newcastle Knights supporter to see her sign on for my local club. Let's go. Uh, Alicia, I'm going to throw it at you. Um, again, difficult, difficult group to break down. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? It's tough, and I wanted to not pick something that Tasha did, but um, look, Sergis is obviously right up there. I've gone with Isabel Kelly, though, I think, at her best, um, and she's probably the first to admit she might not have been at her best last sort of 12 months, but when she's at her best and in big games, um, there's no other player I think I want, you know, either right or left centre. Um, she's just powerful. We know that. She's got speed, and she can break a game apart out of nowhere. So, yeah, it's easy for me. Yeah, absolutely. Kennedy, what about yourself? Um, like Tasha and Alicia, um, you know, it's hard to pick between the two. I don't have to go with um, Izzy. I think she's a, a game changer. Um, she's a, a person who can, yeah, score the try to win the game. But I'd love to see, you know, NRLW digs up girls that, you know, that go under the radar. And I'd love to see some of these youngins come in and, give these old ones, or not old ones, but experienced top-level girls a run for their money. And I know NRW does that with the double season and the 12-month calendar. There's going to be some uh, some hidden treasures and um, with the centre posi- position being so competitive, I'm sure there'll be someone at interest. And I can't wait. I love that competitiveness in our game. Just a quick note on that. The centre spot we've seen in the men's game too, I felt like it sort of went away before those new rules come into place. But I think it's back now. Like some of the centres in the NRL are awesome. And, and I think in the women's game too, it's it's come back. Like at one point, the centre position almost felt like it was irrelevant. But um, back, baby. Yeah, and Kennedy, just you're talking about um, some people that have gone under the radar and you're looking forward to watching them in the NRLW um, match up against each other, particularly across the two seasons. So, just um, any of those girls going to be playing at the Sharkies? You want to put a name to any of those or? <laughs> Tasha, Nikki, <laughs> I can't say, but you, I know you'll love these signings. Um, I'll let you guys know when they get announced. Because we, I think uh, a few teams have already announced their squads, yeah? Tigers, St. Mary's, Roosters. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Sharkies leave it to the last minute. You can wait. <laughs> I can't put a name to it, sorry. I gave it my best. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank uh, our amazing guest, Alicia. Thank you again for jumping on the show. Really, really appreciate that. And uh, Kennedy, thank you so much for jumping on and talking about your beloved Sharks. Um, again, that was such an impressive uh, season, and it was really good to, you know, find out a little bit of some of the adversity that you guys went through as well. You know, it was it was definitely a tough season, but um, you guys were able to still perform and had a fantastic record. And uh, yeah, you must be really excited about next season. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, like I said, Sharks coming in hot next year, so can't wait. Uh, excellent, excellent. All right, and, and thank you again to my panel, Tash. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking all things uh, rugby league. It's, uh, yeah, it's, we enjoy doing this each and every week. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you did, please download the podcast and follow us on social media. We're available on all platforms. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports.